0: This podcast is brought to you by Agape Match. Agape Match is a boutique matchmaking service that helps exceptional singles find meaningful connections and relationships. To learn more about our matchmaking services, online dating makeovers and takeovers, or to enroll in an upcoming group coaching intensive, go to agapymatch.com. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. For over a decade, I have combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, each week I answer your dating and relationship questions on the podcast and online. If you're not already following me, check me out on Instagram. I'm at matchmaker Maria. This week's guest is singer and songwriter, Evangelia. That's right. Every week... I bring in this clinical way of looking at relationships and dating, but this time bring in the creative. Evagilia grew up commuting between her grandmother's small farm on the Greek island of Crete and her parents' home in New Jersey, two completely different musical worlds, both of which influence her style. An Evagelia song blends modern pop music with sounds from her Greek roots, contemporary club beats, and catchy melodies. By fusing American pop culture with traditional Greek elements, Evagelia honors her ancestors while also creating a legacy of her own. She is so much fun to follow. Check her out on Instagram and TikTok. The username is at Evagelia. Is it Evagelia? Mm-hmm. It's at Evagelia, right? Yep. Good, good, yep. good. Well, Evagelia, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me
0: you know, what's funny is I actually know your parents. I did like, I think we did like Easter a few years ago or something, but, um, your, non, your, gra- your godmother is one of my closest friends. Yes. So I'm I think,
1: coming on.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. She like called me too. Um, and, uh, I think, I think that's like when I was, when I was watching this happening, I didn't realize you were from my church. I didn't realize you were. So <laughs> like, Jackie's daughter. I know your brother. So I was like, wait, who? And I know your mom. So I was just like, wait, oh, Evagilia. okay, got it. And then, you know, you're so proud of being Cretan. And of course, I'm married to a Cretan, but from the uh-huh. other side of the island. So it's just, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, it's very, it's great. It's awesome. It's awesome. And mm-hmm. so, um, so we have that. And then we'll talk about in a few minutes, Eurovision. So we got to talk about that too. But what I'd love to know is, Let's talk about you know I mentioned before typically my guests that come from a clinical perspective you're coming in from a very creative perspective. most of your songs so far that you've published that you've is it published is that the right word in
1: published is technically correct or released
0: okay <laughs> there you go released um they usually deal with love, so I want to know about your creative output here like how does how does an evangelia song become a song?
1: it often comes from My own experiences, 99% of the time. Sometimes it's things that, you know, a story I make up or something I see that I want to write about. Um, But yeah, they come from my own experiences and in being in a room with my co-writers and talking about whatever these experiences were or are, the feelings that I'm feeling. um, And then we put it all all into the art of music, basically.
0: Does the song come first or the lyrics come first?
1: It totally depends every time. Like, for example, when we were writing Diving, it's actually funny. Um, so, I write with my uh, partner, my life partner is Jay Stolar. He's a producer and songwriter, and in this together, we're kind of like a, but we do all the music mm-hmm. behind the scenes together. But this was early in our relationship when we decided to work together which we avoided for the first few months because we are like, that might not be a good idea. But then we were like, you know what? Let's be creative. Let, there's there's no denying that we have amazing creative chemistry, so let's do it. And we set up a session with a couple of our friends who did not know that we were doing here. And, you know, Jay was like, so Evangelia, this is usually how it goes. The artist, it's almost like a therapy session. And just like, so what's everybody feeling today? What's going on in your life, you know? And Jay was like... So have you met anybody recently? How are you feeling about this person? <laughs> and I was like, Yes, I have um, met somebody recently, <laughs> you know, and he's right there. <laughs> um, and we wrote the song "Diving" about literally our relationship and where we were in, in that moment in time. Um, and later on, our friends now, you know, they know we're obviously together. I laugh about that experience where we wrote about what was going on and <laughs> nobody knew that it was literally about the two people in the room.
0: Wow. That's, uh, that's funny. I'm pretty sure even more creative content can come from out, out of that meeting. Uh, it seems like, cause I yeah. know, you know, it's, it's uh, nerve wracking to, you know, not only just work with someone that you're with. I mean, I think a lot of couples who might listen to this might even relate to that from a work from home order this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, But also, you know, the secrecy behind it and the intensity of when it's secret versus when it's no longer, when it's out in public.
1: Yeah. It's much better now. I love it being public.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, you're very proud to be Greek, but you also have, your your mother is, your father's Greek. Your mother is not Greek, right? Yeah. And is your partner not Greek? He is not Greek this is awesome so I'm gonna tell you why it's awesome because one of the most popular questions that I receive every single week and it's not just Greek people I get this from everybody is oh um my you know we're thinking about breaking up because we're not the same religion or we're thinking about breaking up because we're not you know my his parents don't like me because I'm not from Lebanon or you know or Greek even or oh you know like this sort of thing and I always say like you could I've said this many times on the podcast, like you could be the same religion and culture. It does not mean that they're going to like you, but you know, you come from a family that I think, I feel like last time I saw your mom, she was speaking Greek to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She speaks
0: Greek. You know, tell me more about that. Like, what is it like, do you feel, I mean, you're also dating someone who's not Greek. Like, tell me more about how, like, let's give the words of encouragement that people need right now about how it's okay to not date someone in your subculture.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I always imagined that I would end up with somebody who's Greek as well because it's so strong. Like, you know, my father was the president of the Creating Association of America. We're going to Greece all the time. Um, I always wanted somebody who would be able to speak Greek with my family. And I was like, I don't want to be translating all the time. This is just me, like before I met somebody. And so I was like, I'll date around and, you know, explore and be with whoever i was like but i hope that the person i end up with is greek that would be really convenient you know and um, right then jay came into my life he's not greek um but he's so amazing and makes me feel great and brings out the best in me and believes in me and wants me to achieve all my dreams and he plays Buzuki, um like a Greek now. Tell, so I, tell, I people
0: like, what, tell people what a bouzouki is because not all of my listeners. Uh,
1: bouzouki is a traditional Greek instrument, a very traditional Greek instrument. And um, he is the one that plays it in my music. And my music obviously blends like Greek elements with uh, like American pop. And he's right. a huge proponent and encourager of me being in touch with my culture. And so my family in Greece actually loves him. And I was really nervous kind of to officially bring somebody to somebody. I had never brought anybody to Greece besides my one best girlfriend one time. Um, It was just very like a very much a family thing. So when my brother got married in 2019, I brought him as my date. And I was like, all right, this is official because once they meet you, this is it. And um, Mm -hmm. they love him. They love him so much and the kids practice English with him and they'll teach him some Greek phrases and they see how much he loves and appreciates my culture. And I also love and appreciate his culture. He comes from a Jewish family. So um, we celebrate Shabbat every Friday and kind of come up with our own traditions
0: in a way. Wow. Every Friday.
1: Yeah. As much as possible, especially during, it's not been as, every friday the last couple months because we've been traveling but during the pandemic, we hosted shabbat every friday and we would have our close friends here in our backyard and we would do it in our own way and like jay would lead a like almost little mini meditation where we would take a few breaths and think about our week and like kind of cut off from the week and begin the weekend in relaxation and relaxation rejuvenation to get ready for the following week and just enjoyed food with my closest friends and sang a couple you know jewish songs lit the candles and then we'd eat <laughs> you know
0: does so. he participate in like any of the, the the greek religious stuff that we have or do you do you even yeah. participate in that I mean,
1: stuff i'm not i'm not the most religious person so i love the culture and the experiences around it. I think but that's what
0: I meant. I don't mean religion. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, um, the, totally. The cultural I, stuff Totally.
1: Yeah. You know, you've been to my house apparently for Greek Easter. So um, I've been just,
0: to, I've been to your, I've been to Amalia's house.
1: I'm like, okay. I'm so, like, yes. And Are that's where like, like yeah, yeah. Okay. So either way, you oh, know yeah. what the experience is with Greek Easter. So we used to do the same thing in host, And this year I, I couldn't, um, do, we couldn't do that. And so I hosted Greek Easter here in my backyard and invited all my friends. <laughs> I was the only Greek person.
0: Where Where is here? Uh, LA. LA. OK, so you live in LA full time.
1: Yeah, I live in LA full time. But so yeah, and he like helped He cook the lamb. He helped me make the pastitsio, and moussaka. We had only Greek music playing. I taught everybody's at Zepetiko. He dances at Zepetiko now. Um, it's really fun.
0: That's great. Zebekiko is, how do we describe Zebekiko too? Cause most of my listeners are not Greek. <laughs> uh,
1: people, call it, uh, um, people call it the drunken sailor dance. Um, because yeah. it's kind of like you can do whatever you want. It's all about the passion that you put into the step and getting lost. It's the spirit.
0: It's the spirit. Totally. Exactly. The
1: spirit and it's definitely, totally. uh, it's improvised.
0: It's definitely Im- improvised spirit dancing. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and in fact, in fact, if you were to look up Evangelia's music videos on YouTube, you will see that she does, you'll see like little segments of her own Zebekiko, that mm-hmm. kind of spirit dance intertwined in some of her videos. And, um, and in fact, you know, I think the one, which one was in the desert?
1: Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the, the uh, remix. Yeah, Foteau remix. Um. You know, uh, I could tell that the two men behind you, I don't think they're Greek, but like they got they got it. They, it looks like you taught them they the spirit, spirit dance and they're doing it with you. It's got, you yeah. yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I, I spent, I think I told you this. I spent, my son who's turning four in, two, in a week, he is like so obsessed with you. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, like wherever we went, he'd be like, He's three now. He was three this summer. We were in Crete for a month in Ierapetra, which is a city on the south coast of Crete. And anywhere we went, he's like, Pame, 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 which is one of the song names that it's one of your songs. Uh, so yeah, we, we, uh, we're all, he's a big, he's a big fan. We're all big fans, but he's a big fan. I'm gonna
1: lose control, yeah. I'm gonna lose control.
0: so speaking of fandom you've definitely built up you know your own your you know obviously your own base here rumors that you might be at eurovision next year what what's going on with that
1: yeah pretty crazy i never really imagined it um, up until I did release music and I started reading all the comments and
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: a ton of people were telling me about it. and so you know hearing that over the course of releasing these songs it got it had me thinking about it and people around me thinking about it including my labels and it just kind of felt like the universe was pushing me in that direction and over the summer decided to go for it and to submit songs to the Eurovision Committee of Greece. How does it
0: work? How does this year's work?
1: Yeah, it's basically, it's ultimately decided internally by ERT. I actually don't remember what that stands for. ERT is the
0: National Radio and Television Center of Greece.
1: Right, so yeah. And um, so they have an internal committee that reviews the songs and everything and ultimately chooses. Um mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in Cyprus as well because I'm up for both. actually. Yeah, so I'm basically submitting a couple songs and explaining how I would do the show. and now we wait.
0: I think you're gonna win. I'm very excited about this., um, many of yeah. my listeners know that I did my master's thesis in Eurovision <laughs> at NYU, <laughs> and <laughs> it was on the it was it was great because I got to basically like, I've memorized everything that has to do with Eurovision since since its uh, inception. And, you know, I think, you know, what it takes a winning song, there always has to be that certain cultural element that ties into the country but is also, accessible. you know, ex- yeah, exactly, accessible. And I think you'll, I think, I feel like I see that in a lot of your songs. I can see why so many comments on your songs have that, like, Eurovision question mark comment. You know, it, it does make sense. So, you know, everyone knows I host a big Eurovision party every year. So if, you know, next year, if Vagilia is in it, that's Uh, it. We're all having a party. (laughs)
1: Let's
0: go. Matchmaker Maria is having a big ass party. 600 people. You all know what to do. (laughs) All right. So one last question when it comes to, you know, you know, this sort of creativity, do you feel like do you feel that because you are able to access this other creative part of you that most of us do not have the access to, right? Like, I don't know how to start to write a song. Uh, most of us don't. Most of my listeners don't, right? Do you feel like that makes you more sensitive or more observant to, like, relationship dynamics?
1: Possibly. Um because I guess I don't really know what to compare it to. I just know my own experience. But yeah, I am very sensitive to um, how I'm feeling and understanding how other people are feeling. I'm also an empath very much. Okay. I think that helps with the songwriting as well. But I, I feel for people a lot. I love
0: that. Okay. Well, we received a question from our listeners and I thought this question would be perfect for you because, you know, if you have already started following Evangelia as we've been talking, you'll see that she has really fun content and it's always good to see, you know, people's process of like not burning out. So how does that maybe translate into dating? So that's what this question's about. Hi, Maria. Um, Do you have any advice for maintaining your energy and like stamina for dating, especially in the early phases. I've been setting up a lot of first dates um, and going out and just experiencing some disappointments. Like the guys that I'd be interested in seeing them don't hit me up for second dates. Um, And like, is there anything you suggest for like picking yourself back up after these small disappointments happen or like perceiving others around you to be succeeding um, when you're working hard <laughs> and not feeling like you're having the same success. Um, if there are any tips you have, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. I love this question.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think that I, I would just say to like, note that well, at least I believe everybody has their own unique path and mm-hmm. it's not helpful sometimes comparison is helpful. Like you can compare and contrast the situation and like learn, you know, what you can learn from it. But at the same time, comparison can also be harmful because it's that's that person's life and that's their path. And it made sense for them to meet that person at that time. But for you, it could be different and that's okay. And that's something that I had to come to terms with also in terms of my career. Like I was a full-time teacher before doing all of this. And so I'm starting you know, quote unquote, later, or like, have gone through comparing myself to other artists who are like 18 years old and already killing it. But I'm grateful for the fact that I went to college and I experienced normal life and I have a proper, like, good, solid headspace to be able to move forward with where my career is going in a mature way. And I'm grateful for my unique path I didn't get lost in like comparison. And... I also think when it comes to love and dating, when you're, I think like viewing it as, as like just an opportunity to go out and have fun and get to know somebody and not put so much pressure of like, this person has to be the one, like go have fun, Totally. go meet these people, learn what did you like or not like about this person? They didn't text you back. Yeah. Then they should not be your person. Like, cool.
0: Moving, Moving along. <laughs> you know, I it definitely
1: think it sucks, but at the same time, I think just like having, I think having faith and knowing that like your path is your unique path and it's going to be the way it's supposed to. And you have to go through the learning experience.
0: I was thinking yesterday about this phrase, every lid has a pot and you know what that means. And then I happened to go into the container store. Have you ever been to the container store? Uh, that's my Mecca. That's the most beautiful place on earth, okay And, <laughs> and I, while I was in there, I was again thinking about like every lid has a pot, right? And I think sometimes people say this to people to make them feel like, you know, their your person is out there. Every lid has a pot. And usually it's said after you see someone who's like, "Oh, I was not expecting you to be in a relationship, like, you know, people that are evil or people that are bad it's like oh they had a girlfriend they had a boyfriend that's I guess every lid has a pot you know right anyway so as I was thinking about this phrase I thought to myself if I had a really expensive you know actually I don't have to be expensive there's things that are priceless right and my yeah. grant my great-grandmother she gave my grandmother who then gave it to my mom and now my mother's giving it to me um this like this uh this tapsi. what's this tapsi? um Oh, pan tray like a tray like a tray that you put in the oven yeah i love that you speak greek that you could translate for me just now. <laughs> so What I love about this is because it comes with a story, right? Like, you know, as I'm sure you remember from your own grandparents, like when our grandparents, and I'm sure this exists in many cultures, but back in the day, there weren't, not everyone had a big oven to make food. So you would have your big tray, you'd put your chicken and your potatoes, then you bring it to the baker and he would put everyone's tray in the big furnace. Then you would pick up your food at 1 PM and that's how people ate. And so we have that at home, right? Now I don't have a lid on this. The lid is lost. So if I was looking for a lid, I would not necessarily just restrict myself to home goods, right? right? I think sometimes people say like, okay, my match, they're on Hinge. And it's like, okay, that's home goods. Yeah. <laughs> but what if I told you that you're a really unique pot? You right. might have to go to eBay. You might right. have to go to Marshall's. You might have to go to the container store. You might have to go to little hey, vintage crafts, shops.
1: We'll make it for you. Yes, the craftsmen.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know if we can invent people here but like even a matchmaker right maybe you go to an iron maker you're right so there's like all these stores you have to go in and I think that is where we have to think about like every lid has every pot has its lid because if like I can tell from this person's voice if she is telling me I'm going on these first dates and there's no second dates is because not because we're going into the wrong stores because we're trying to force Mm -hmm. a lid that's not for your pot I don't want you to feel bad if he doesn't text you i want you to feel like oh i just have to keep browsing this store until yep. this lid fits yep. and what you said about comparison um I, f- I feel like i keep hearing this but comparison is a thief of joy i think one of the influencers i believe it's Tinks, she always mentions that and comparison is a thief of joy and in fact Ralph Waldo Emerson said that, you know, uh, what is it called? Envy is ignorance. Imitation is suicide. And that's one of the things that I like to live by in the sense that, you know, it's really hard to compare someone else's path because they're their own pot. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you don't know what stores they're going into. And also, just because someone has a boyfriend does not mean that they're in a happy relationship. And now that I said that, by the way, just because I hear people's drama every day, (laughs) A lot of people have told me that they went to Greece this summer. I went to Greece this summer and, you know, I had a great time, but I've heard of other single people who went to Greece this summer. And the amount of people who were like, yeah, I went with like 10 of my friends and we spent four out of the five days fighting. (laughs) It's like on Instagram, yes, it looks beautiful. And you think to yourself, I wish I could go here, but it's like, okay, but you know, I'm not saying that everyone's going to fight with their friends, but like what you see is sometimes not real.
1: Yeah, totally. It's a highlight reel.
0: Highlight reel. Totally. So that's, that's Wednesday's sermon, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Evangelia, um, how can people find you? How can people listen to their, your music? Anything we should be directing people to?
1: Yeah, well, definitely follow me on socials and reach out if you've heard me on this podcast. That'd be awesome to know. (laughs) And yeah, it's just at Evangelia, (laughs) E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-A. And if you just look me up on Spotify or YouTube with my name, you'll find my songs and I just really appreciate the support and hope you like it.
0: I will absolutely include links to everything in the episode notes. If you want to check out Evangelia and listen to her newest songs, hit, uh, hit, hit the episode notes and check it out. Evangelia, thank you. I keep saying your Greek name. I'm seeing that That's you're okay. saying yourself name <laughs> in English. So I am, I'm so sorry.
1: Evangelia, you know, it's okay. They can, you might as well hear both. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, well, thank you again for coming to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot
0: of fun. And thank you for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. As I mentioned previously, if you'd like to speak to me on an upcoming hotline episode, follow my Instagram at Matchmaker Maria. I'll post the link on Wednesdays and we'll chat then. Until then, you can learn more about what I do or enroll in an upcoming Agape Intensive by visiting agapematch.com services. Thank you again for listening to Ask a Matchmaker. Be lovable. And more importantly, be likable. See you next week.